and host of Talk That Talk, award-winning journalist Terrell Chatterbox Emerson. Welcome to it. Welcome to it. It is 10 o'clock on a Wednesday night, so you guys know what time it is. It's time for Talk That Talk. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson. And with our Wednesday night usual, my guy, Mr. Sure Thing, Tyler Sure is to my left. What's going on, brother? Not a not. I'm ready to knock this uh, this mock draft out. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I feel like every year we find a new way to bring the draft in. Um, and tonight is going to be one of them. We're, we're going to do our 1 through 32. We're going to do it live. We're going to compare it to some of the other mock drafts that are going. We'll let Salim kind of direct us on this one. But again, welcome, guys. Welcome, guys. And as always, I just said his name. But behind the camera, we have our Florida man fact checker. Salim, what's going on, brother? Feeling good? Ramadan is how how long in? Three weeks? Four weeks? Three weeks. Started on the 12th. How long does it last again? 30 days. Hmm. How you feeling? Beautiful, brother. I, I believe you when you say that. When you say great, I believe you when you actually say that. Big facts. <laughs> So you might be you might be out of commission for the first little bit of the of the show. Good to know. Thanks for letting us know early. I appreciate you. Again, Talk That Talk radio show records live from the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino from the largest superbook in the world for over 50 years. Formerly known as the largest hotel in the world for nearly a decade, the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino is located at 3000 Paradise Road, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89109. Again, let's go ahead and do that now. And oh, wow, I told you, Celine, can you put uh, Vegas Golden Knights, please? On ESPN, just put the standings and put the box score from tonight. So, um, <clears throat> we're gonna start as always with my mom's tip in. My mom's tip in today. <laughs> I, I, I she sent me this earlier, but I didn't read it earlier, so I read it just now and I was like, this is beyond necessary, at, especially at this present moment. Some people are real, some people are good, some people are fake. And some people are real good at being fake. I'm going to read that again. Some people are real. And some people are good. Some people are fake. And some people are real good at being fake. So I'm going to just let that breathe where it is. Um, Ironically enough, I want to say once again, shout out to Sam Gordon of the Las Vegas Review Journal. Minneapolis' own, uh, just one of the people in the city that continues to work with us. You guys already know I talk about my OG all the time. I talk about Steve Weiss. We talk about our mentors in the city, in the city regardless, whether it's Steve Sibelius, whether it's Kerry Gear, um, Rick Vallada. Uh, literally, we could just name off a bunch of names, but we say all of these different things about these people. And in doing what we're doing, you truthfully find out who rocks with you and who doesn't. <laughs> very much so. We, we found that off, or we found that out uh, very early, trying to uh, uh, attempt to get credentials in the city. Shout out to the aviators who were the very, very first ones to reach out and, and make sure we had that. So that season, once again, 
will be starting on am I missing it? May sixth. May sixth is the uh is opening date. And Celine, we said Sunday. Sunday's our aviator breakdown, correct? Sunday's our aviator breakdown. We will be having our show and uh or actually we'll like we will be extending our show an additional hour. So our show will be from what, twelve to three? As opposed to twelve to two, it will be from twelve to three. On Sunday, it will be our aviator breakdown. You dig that. Um, I feel like this is the perfect time to point out I got the pack. DJ, if you're watching right now, I got the pack, sir. Uh, once again, shout out to I'm Daddy Apparel. When being the best parent you can be is all you want to do, do it in I'm Daddy Apparel. I got my pack of hoodies today. I got a, a grip of them. Once again, shout out to DJ Baker, owner, creator, founder of I'm Daddy Apparel. In addition to that, I believe this is the second time that they have been a sponsor of the show. But shout out to J Money Clothing once again. It is baseball season, so J Money Clothing. They, did I bring a water? Oh. Since it's baseball season, J Money Clothing has started. Their baseball jersey seasonal line. So I've seen the Dodger one. I've seen the Red Sox one. I've seen the Reds one. Some of the jerseys that he he knows, I've tapped in, and I was like, no, that's I I need that one. Send me that one. And that New York Yankee one is kind of ridiculous. I'm kind of mad that I'm gonna be walking around in pinstripes, <laughs> but it, it's too nice. I kind of want that one. Uh, but the Cincinnati Reds one again. I think you mentioned that, Salim, during our uh, all three of us. We're on the best and worst uniforms on the pie pocket conversation. You brought up the Cincinnati Reds. I'm telling you, man, my brother did a, a, a version of that. So shout out to Jay Wade as well. And shout out to Jay Money Clothing for their uh, seasonal baseball line. Um, you have the Vegas Golden Knights up? Yes. At 6.30 p.m., the puck dropped against the Colorado Avalanche. Celine, tell us the outcome. They just dominated the team that <laughs> was well not dominated, but they handled they took care of business in the third when they needed to. And um I believe they're ahead by four no, six points. Six or seven points. But uh, when we when we talk about third period, let's stop right there for a split second. When you bring up third periods, we've seen the Golden Knights, even during their Losing spells. I'm not even gonna say losing streaks because they've been they've been far and few. So let's say they're they're losing spells. Um, in those games, they've had slow starts. Yeah. But like you've always said, I mean, I think you came in here one week, and I, I turned to you for 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 VGK analysis. And I think you looked at me and you said, "Dude, this team fights hard." And I fe- I truthfully felt like it was the Rasheed Wallace quote: "Both teams playing hard, my man." Like. That's what I felt. But when you watch this team, like you said, as the game goes on, it seems like this team gets stronger. Mm-hmm. That's big because obviously Vegas doesn't want to see either Colorado, but they also don't want to see Minnesota in the playoffs. Those are two teams if you can avoid because they've those teams get, those teams are uh, I mean, and yeah, it's kind of obvious because of the second and third best teams, but those teams give Vegas fits, um, especially on the road. You've been talking about Minnesota all year. Twenty 
Yeah, 20. I was there 20 something. Yeah. Just a little bit at the very least. So, again, you, you mentioned Colorado and Minnesota, and now I have to bring up that question because we, we talked earlier in the year, and you said at some point you have to be, and this was early in the year, you have to beat Minnesota. And you said you have to do it early to prove that you can do it. Like, mm-hmm. you, want, you, want, you want that. You want that edge. And then the thing that I pointed out to you was, well, it doesn't matter how they're losing at least. Because when they win, they shut them out. When they lose, they lose by a goal. So my question becomes, come the postseason, you just said it. You would much rather see Colorado. You probably, I'm guessing, based on your analysis in the past, would you rather see Colorado before you would see Minnesota? Well, I mean, that's not like, that's not, that's not comparing. That's not saying, like, yeah, I'd rather play the Kings than play the Lakers. Like, Sacramento Kings play the Los Angeles Lakers. But, um, yeah, Vegas plays Colorado better, I'd say. Uh, Minnesota just has their number, especially in Minnesota. It's, it's rough for Vegas. Um, um, Krill Kaprizov, their rookie standout, that dude's amazing. Minnesota just, and Colorado, Colorado, they both have really good teams. Vegas just matches up better with Colorado, and I, I'd expect better performances out of um, Stone, Pacioretty, Marshall against Colorado than I would uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. So I would um, they I think if it came down to it and somehow the standings Vegas like kind of took a fall from here, I think they'd rather see Colorado in the playoffs before they wanted to see Minnesota. They got to avoid Minnesota. Celine, I'm going to ask you, would you rather see Colorado or Minnesota? <laughs> Can you tell us who scored tonight? And give me the goalie numbers as well, please. Um, uh, aside from that, can I be that guy to – Salim, I don't know if you even if you even want to, if you even can, if you even – like how to do it. Goalie numbers. Whenever you're ready. Go ahead. Wait, I want analysis first. I don't know if you can find a better duo than Pacioretty and Stone in the league, man. Those, uh, off, it, man. Offensively, offensively, because they are, they are ridiculous. You watch, you watch them play, and their chemistry is just it's, it's it's out, it's like outstanding. It's like it's art, man. Watching them pass to each other, break it down. they the looks they give each other, and like the different meanings that come off of that, and. Just the chemistry. That, that's so important for this team going forward. And I think last year a lot of that was kind of thrown into flux with the coaching change. And there was never really – and the goalie controversy going th- out through the year. So I think that trickled onto the team. And I think this year I I really think the Knights, like, are going to make a lot of noise. And I know that's what we're expecting them to. But I truly believe they'll deliver this year. And this is why I was going to say – oh, actually, can you give us – um, goalie numbers first. Remember that you just said that you feel like this is the year. Oh, you have it up. Beautiful. 
39 save opportunities? And 35 saves. Sheesh. Against Colorado, that's a very impressive performance for I was just getting, just getting ready to say that. So now, can I can I be that guy that, Salim, this is why I said I don't know if you want to. I don't know how you would do it. I don't know how much backtracking you would have to do. In the beginning of the – oh, actually, it would be easy because you would just have to go back to the losing streak. Put these two clips next to each other. <laughs> I was panicking, right? And now I'm telling you guys with a straight face, I don't care whether it's Colorado or Minnesota. I'm not sure it matters. If they play both, does that change something for you guys? Not going to happen considering the way that the standings look, but. It would the the number of games would go up if they had to play both, especially in the second round. So if they played, let's say they play Colorado in the first round, in the second round they go to six or seven against Minnesota. How before? Beautiful but if they get like an if because this is a new year, have they s they switched this playoff bracket this year? Didn't they? I believe you play one player. This this wire has a shortage in it. Uh, remind me, and we're gonna have to uh, get that switched out. Matter of fact, Salim, can you? Would you mind? Would you mind uh, grabbing that bag and grabbing one of those um, other wires out? Um, but we can we can continue the conversation. Just keep it flowing, and we just gotta swap that out because gotcha. I can't have your mic dying in and out. I mean, I tried to start the conversation last week, didn't I? Yes, please. I tried to start the conversation last week. At least I thought. At the very least, I thought. So we, we talked about it. And by the way, when we talked about the fact that they we're not sure how to play off work shit. Thank you. Uh, the other one, because this one isn't the right one. Sorry. Um, we talked about the playoffs in the NHL. And for quite some time, I told you guys before, anytime it comes to the playoff tournament, even though I feel like I kind of understand it now, I'm going to – that's the only one? Okay, let me see. Sorry. So I've told you guys about the the, the play-in tournament already. So I truthfully think that Daryl probably understands it the most. So if anybody comes to me about the play-in tournament, even though I feel like I understand it, I'm probably going to direct you to Daryl. Now, with that being said, remember, the NBA wasn't talking about the play-in tournament early in the year. Why? Because we're going to have to explain it too much probably. Why do that when we can just wait to the end of the year and we can start giving you actual teams that fill these slots? So I feel like the same thing might happen with hockey. So if you want to go ahead and pull that up, Celine, maybe you can help us out and, and inform us if something is even possible to, to make happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of, like, uh, what I was saying, possible to make happen, meaning, like, make sense of it. But, I mean, what do I know? Salim, have at it. No, From a neutral perspective, that is. Yeah, from a neutral perspective, but yeah, like, I wish the Magic would play more this season so we don't have to have to deal with that. But other than that, no, I, I don't think there's anything that's going to change. 
so I'll be, I'll be that guy. I'm a little iffy on it, just because say you're a seven seed, and you're like ten to fifteen wins. Uh, ahead. Talk closer into the mic. Oh, and you're like ten to fifteen wins ahead. Holy. Of like the ninth or tenth, and then your best player gets not even that. It's just you like the teams you're playing against just go nuclear. Like you run into like Curry. You run into Russell Westbrook. Yeah, you run into Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal. <laughs> like, and then the, and then all of a sudden you're done, and then you're watching the Wizards who are five games below 500 in the playoffs. You ready to watch? You ready to watch it happen? Because it's gonna happen with the Charlotte Hornets. Are you ready to watch it happen? They they were at fourth when Lamelo Ball broke his wrist. They're gonna be watching the playoffs from home. Well, they should have. They'll they'll have um, Hayward and Ball back by that time, I believe. Not what I'm at, not what I'm saying. Still, that's still. Well, yeah, no, I I, I agree. <laughs> no one wants to run into. <laughs> They're but gonna run into Russell Russell Westbrook. But then you run into the point where it's like, well, the Wizards should have been where the Hornets were the whole year, and then you look at. So it's but it's, they weren't. It's a crapshoot, you know. Uh, what I don't like is Mark Cuban and the Mavericks being like, "Yo, this shit sucks." What the blah, 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 blah. It's like you you voted for it. You guys agree to this shit. I mean, before the season started, you, the players, like the player union and the owners, they voted for this. They wanted this. A hundred percent. I mean, uh, well, you said one to two games. I feel like you kind of just – or Tyler kind of just alluded to it for a lot of – or not for a lot of them, but for two of those teams, it comes down to one game. The entire season boils down to one game still. Tyler, talk to me, see if it works. It's not working. So we're going to swap it back to the other one, and we're not going to worry about it. Not much else we can do. Anyway, getting back to business. I will say this, though. I think it does do a good job of kind of eliminating, for the most part, a really ugly final, like, five to ten game stretch for, like, where it's just blatant tanking for teams that are, (laughs) like. I mean, true, but at the end of the day, like, let's, okay, let's be honest, though. If I'm New York, and, yes, I'm, what, four and a half games out of third? I'm pissed, bro, if I'm New York. Because you don't know that I won't be third. Okay. So, I understand that, yeah, seven through ten, like nine and ten, they're going to go ecstatic. But if I'm four, five, six, I'm pissed. If I'm two, I'm pissed. If I'm a game out and you just cut five games, ten games for me, whatever the case may be. Because of the play-in tournament. So the play-in tournament, we're starting the postseason, essentially, May 18th. Mm. So the regular season is cut by 10 games. So granted, it's cut for everybody, but those teams still get an effort to, or still get a chance to make the playoffs. But for that eighth seed, they get a chance to better their chances. What about the fourth seed that's barely missing out on the third seed? That's what I'm talking about. I don't, I don't, you, you can't make every situation, like, perfect. And you can't make everybody happy. I understand that. But it's just something to, to consider. If you want me to consider the feelings of the, the, the 9 and the 10, I'm considering the feelings of the 4 and the 5 first. That's just my opinion. 
somebody else say something else. <laughs> Anything else. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's tough. How did we get on this? We Oh, we were talking oh, yeah. about playing games in hockey. Yeah. Uh, did we figure out the hockey uh, playoff racket yet? It doesn't make sense yet. It's really because five divisions this year, right? So I, like, I've, there's I've been so zoned now. in on the West. In the Central for, for, for Celine's Florida Panthers. That's about it. Just to confirm for us. <laughs> and again, you said they're 35, 11, and 2. 72 points. This is nuts. They, this Vegas Golden Knight team is dangerous. Can you say those for it one more time? Did you just name four teams from Canada? Oh, okay. I didn't. I, I didn't hear what the division. That's why I had you repeat those teams again. Washington, Pittsburgh, Islanders, and Boston. Can I ask a question? Out of those teams that were just named in the other divisions. What teams stand out to you guys and or worry you guys? Ironically enough, I feel like the Florida man would say that. Um, I feel like I've I've called Nash. That is very true. I've talked about him before. Um, I've called Nashville in previous seasons when they were when they kind of made their run. Um, different looking Nashville team now, of course. But I'm gonna be honest, man. You mentioned Tampa Bay. Again, you just said Tampa Bay as always. I feel like certain teams, it, it's it's similar to I believe uh, I forgot who I was speaking to, but I said um, the uh, Spurs remind me of the Ravens or vice versa. And I said it's it may be one of those years to where you can watch the post or you can watch the the season, and at the end of the year you're like, oh. Of course they made it. Like it just makes sense. Like I don't think I've seen too many postseasons without them, and. I say all of that to say, as long as you get to the postseason, it's a new season. And I feel like teams like Tampa Bay, you mentioned Winnipeg. I don't know why you just did that (laughs) and where that came from. Really? You are the most intriguing fact checker I've ever come across. <laughs> Why do you know that? You're you were an advocate. That's a cool name for a hockey team. I just <laughs> the Thrashers. It's a cool name for a podcast. Yeah. What did you root for? Panthers. Better. Okay. Okay. 
you're, you're missing the point. Yeah, <laughs> you're missing the point here. Um, I'll be honest with you, man. Uh, I learned not to do that very, very quickly. Um, I was at an arena football game, <laughs> and you're gonna be pissed off because I don't remember who it was, but I know I was at a hundred percent. Bring back the LA Avengers, please. They have a really weird alternate like league now. Yeah, uh, Josh Gordon's over there. Flash yeah, like is the over there. Call, I don't know, really um, here's the here's the the reason why I said that is because you it's some it's some things you can't simulate. And yes, we just said like they have a weird like spinoff now, whatever the case may be. However, I say all of that to say athletes are still athletes. So what I mean by that is preparation is still preparation. I decided I'm there early. It's an arena football game. You can get super close to the field. You could damn near catch the football. You could have fun. I'm there interacting with, I think it might have been the Chicago team. And they're out there, cool, everything's dope, pregame, stretching, uh, high fives, whatever. They go to the back and come out when they're being introduced and being booed, I made the mistake of sticking my hand out again. Damn near didn't bring my arm back. <laughs> so it, it is one of those things to where people like to laugh, and we, we see people on Twitter all the time that are saying certain things, and it's like, bro, I've seen you throw a football. You should relax. Um, you kind of have it. And I've literally seen people get knocked senseless out of bounds and but sitting next to fans, like you said, they're getting flipped over to the, the banister. Get so beer poured on it's like a word. <laughs> like hey no, old school arena football. I don't know how people didn't catch cases. Maybe people did. I will give you this parallel, and you can tell me if it's a parallel because I'm not going to say they're risking their lives. But I told my mom during Villanova in North Carolina, I said, Mom, this is maybe early in the second half. I said, Mom, I said, with the way that this game is going, I said, you're going to watch the end of this game with me and my dad. My dad's, my dad's a Tar Heel fan. I've mentioned that before. I said, you're going to wonder why my dad is sitting at the edge of his seat. I said, because unlike the NBA playoffs, there's not seven of these. You get one. I said, and I'm going to make it a little bit worse for you. I said, a lot of these kids, especially when they get to this point, they know they're not coming back to school. For what? Like, I'm being watched by 4 million people right now. I'm not coming back. So I told her, I said, I feel like, for me, when I say college basketball is better than the NBA, people look at me like I'm nuts. I, I could completely understand that. But when I watch college sports, that's the feeling that I get. I get, I got one shot, bro. Uh, NBA players, I, granted, you never know what may happen, but for 70% of the league, I feel, we heard what Jabari Parker said. They don't pay me to play defense. 
they pay you to play basketball, which includes defense. Then that, <laughs> fam. No, I'm not gonna hold you, Melo, uh, with OKC. They said I gotta come off the bench. Who me? That one, would, that didn't look good, and I love Melo. Although he sh- shouldn't have come off the bench. We're not we're not talking about Jabari Parker. We're not giving him. We're not doing that. Hey, you know what though? Shout out to Jabari Parker. The, co- the college. <laughs> if 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 NBA contract if sports contracts offered refunds. <laughs> you you want everybody to go downtown with you. Right 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 there is. with uh, Jamarcus Russell. It, 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 shot, stop. Throwing shots at Jamarcus Russell. Real quick. Shout out to Jamarcus Russell. So, Jabari Parker, the Bucks would have won a championship or two if Parker uh, lived up to, to his potential by now. I'll say that. that, that and then might, Middleton that and Giannis. Well, no, no, no. Not if he doesn't play defense. Well, like, let's say, yeah, he buckles in. He's like, <laughs> I'm yeah, not going to hold you. This is why. And I'm going to get on you because I understand. I'm pointing at Salim if you're not watching this on uh, Instagram Live, if you're listening on SoundCloud. I'm pointing at you, sir. Because this is why I'm gonna I'm I'm leaning toward agreeing with Mr. Sure thing. Simply simple reason why I want to say that is because yes, Giannis plays great defense, right? Defensive player of the year. Who has a tougher task every night? Is it Chris Middleton or Giannis? It's Drew. They put Drew on the toughest guys, bro. I I love Drew Holiday. I, did, I knew the Pelican Drew, fan was coming. Drew and see, like Drew's a dog because he'll step up and he's like, "Yeah, it's PG. I got him. Kawhi, shit, why not? I'll do it." Dame, I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> Dame, exactly. I'm fucking Devin Booker, we can do that. Exactly, Donovan Mitchell, no problem. I got him. <laughs> no, certain people, his eyes light up and he's like, "Please, let me do this one." Um, but I say all of that to say, I think, um, what am I saying? Middleton has Celine, a tougher Celine's name. Now. Can't think of Celine's. I couldn't think of Celine's name. Now they have Drew Holiday to take more of the defensive, uh, the defensive load. However, Giannis is asked to do more on on offense. I mentioned before Chris Middleton, top of the key. Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton could take seven threes, or excuse me, eleven threes a game, and maybe fifteen or sixteen overall, and probably get you twenty two points on a nightly basis. That's my guess. So. Absolutely. And I feel like he's had a lot of these in succession, and people haven't paid attention to him. So I say all of that to say Giannis is going to be the one, like you said, he's pointing forward. He's doing all these things coming down the floor. Before they got Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton was the one. Mm. You go play defense. This, this is what we need you to do. Giannis, of course, gets chased down. Block. Giannis is a freak athlete. We understand that. A freak human, for that matter. If Jabari Parker was there, I don't know how we've managed to talk to, to stretch Jabari Parker talking in about eight minutes. What is happening? <laughs> oh my gosh. Chris, 
Calling Jabari Parker Enes Cancer on the wing is hilarious, fam. Does that make D-Lo? Does, does that make D-Lo no, the Enes Cancer? I need to see it. Does that make D-Lo the Enes Cancer of the backcourt? No, I was going to say, is it D-Lo or is it Trey Young? D-Lo. <laughs> you hate D-Lo. Trey Young is so good offensively that, like, yeah, he's a really bad defender. And he dishes the ball a lot. He, he's going he's to he's be responsible for 50 points. When D-Lo's not hitting shots, it's bad. It's 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 fucking bad. Like you're like, bro. Like even like you're coaching him from your couch. You're like, you gotta stop. Like, <laughs> you gotta. <laughs> you stop. gotta give the ball to Josh Okogi. So we, okay, we gotta I don't do wanna, something. All right, I'm, I swear I'm moving on to my dad's tip in right now because the second hour, guys, we're getting into the NFL draft. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This this guy over here is super excited. We're gonna talk mock drafts. We're gonna give our picks one through thirty-two. All three of us. Uh, we'll see if we can get into some other ones. Salim, I may need you after the first hour to go check and see if they have draft odds. I don't think they have anything out yet because it's probably ever-changing and ever-fluid. Um, however, you mentioned D'Lo. Bro, I'm going to say this one time, and I'm getting out of here. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. I don't have all the time in the world. So I get to things late. I'm finally on my my player. Okay. I'm 17 games into the season. <laughs> I'm on Minnesota. I just cracked the starting lineup. We're 7-10. and 10. I play on Hall of Fame. So, I, it's so frustrating playing on Hall of Fame because we don't win very much. But, like, you can have an A-plus team grade, team grade and we lose by 17. And I'm sitting there like this is the most frustrating thing I've ever seen in my life. But all I was going to say was that it's so crazy how NBA 2K takes these traits of these players and it truthfully, like, plays out in video games. D'Lo's decision-making, D'Angelo Russell's decision-making in late-game situations baffles the hell out of me. It usually ends in just chuck it. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> why did you dribble for 15 seconds to just throw it? Carl uh, Anthony Towns refuses to run the lane. It's just the weirdest thing. Like, he, won't, he will not run the lane for a dunk. Whatever. We're, we're going to talk about that. They need to fix that because he changes that in real life. That takes an ego. He was in Golden State. That takes an ego check. Yeah, or he could have been in Golden State. My point is, is that if you're only getting thirty million dollars a year and you're such a good coach, can I address the fact that basketball must be all three of our favorite sports because we should not be here? It wasn't like this for me, dude. I was a big <laughs> NFL fan. <laughs> Into the Giants hurts your heart. Yeah. They gave you two Super Bowls and you're look at how you look at how you treat them. But that was ten years ago. They wasted Eli's career. They threw us out back in I know, I know, but I see at least like I, I I tasted the juice. And I was like, this shit tastes good. And then they just fed and then they just fed me Lake Mead water. I was like, bro, what the fuck is this? If you're not from Vegas, you won't know what that or if you don't live in Vegas, you won't know why that's hilarious. Salim, he just said that you don't know what winning is like. (laughs) That's what he just said. He's right. I mean No, I wasn't saying it. Yeah. In terms of the exactly. Marlins. Exactly. So we could do a trade-off. Them, even the Marlins. Say, talk to me. Yeah. What, what's your baseball team? What's your baseball team? All right, guys. In all seriousness, let's hop to the tip-in right now. My dad brings up a very interesting point, and I think it would be good for the last 20 minutes of the show. Um, let's see what we got. My dad's tip-in. It is. <laughs> Celine's going to have fun with this. On Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. <laughs> he said, oh, my God. Just like everyone else, 
I would definitely have my popcorn ready to watch what should be an exhibition or excuse me, an exhibition display put on by Floyd Mayweather. I get it. His name is Money, and he has made easy money many nights, just like he should do with this one. My only problem with this one is I can see Mayweather versus McGregor because McGregor is a highly decorated MMA for, uh, former champion. A worthy opponent. I even can see his bout with undefeated kickboxer and former Japanese bantamweight champion Tenshin Nasukawa. By the way, Dad, you should have texted me and told me that you were going to send me that and had me work on it. Um... I even disagree with that, first of all. You guys know sometimes my dad's tip-ins are like articles, so we got to break it down sometimes. I disagree. Did anybody look at that second bout as like, fam, this is not real? What? The tension not Nasukawa. Did you even see? So you didn't even know it happened. Bless. Bless you. I believe he was undefeated, but he was, what, 18, 19? Like, fam, what are we, Floyd, what are you doing? Anyway, let's move on. Uh, but Logan Paul, I know Mayweather's confidence level is through the roof. Even at 44, this should be child's play because Mayweather stays in shape. And his hand speed and defense, even now, is better than 90% of everybody else in their prime. But still, Logan Paul, a Disney Channel and social media star with a 0-1 and one prof- professional record. And his loss wasn't even to a boxer, but another social media personality. I always forget that Logan and Jake are two different, two different people. And and for what it's worth, I think everybody they're gonna sell the hell out of this fight because there's going to be a good twenty, thirty I'm willing to say thirty percent, but I'm gonna say twenty five percent that are gonna tune excuse me, that are gonna tune into it and we'll see Jake Paul in street clothes and we'll be confused. I would. I thought I, I thought this was Jake's first. But that's why I'm saying my dad, we he probably hasn't gotten to it and he might not. But Floyd's not fighting Jake. We all we all know that, right? Honestly, you I always forget that Jake and Logan are two different people. You could show me a picture of both of them, and I wouldn't yeah, be able to I tell. I was like, yeah, I don't know who Lo- like. I know who they are. I just don't know like, what they look like. So my dad said, "Where are we at? Um, we've seen stranger upsets before. Could you imagine a trash talk if Logan Paul wins? Mayweather's legacy could forever just not not just be tarnished, but destroyed as a whole. I don't think it's going to happen. I think the money man will give us a show and walk out of the ring victorious. My thing is, don't give a possible platform to someone who has not earned the right to even tie up your boxing boots. Yes, It's sir. money time. Good. I like that. That, that was a great tip in. Fam... All right, here's where I'm at with it. Why risk losing just the amount of money? And this is going to sound so crazy. What do uh, we expect? We're not, and we're not even going to talk about, like, the racist ass shit he was doing on, like, those tours in Japan before oh, that. Yeah, and, like, just mocking, like, the culture there. Nah. I mean, you, we're talking about the Paul brothers? Yeah, one of them. I don't know who it was. I, I, I know Jake has been caught doing a, a couple of things. And at the end of the day, that's why, like I said... He knew that he had a hated fan base. Uh, that's not even the right term. He had a group of haters. He had a base of haters, whatever the case you want, whatever you want to call it. Uh, team that was designated to simply not liking him. And I tell people all the time, clicks are clicks. Google doesn't tell you what you're clicking for. It doesn't matter. So he saw the money in the hate. 
regardless of what you guys want to say, yes, he's called out Conor McGregor. Yes, he's called out um, – or he fought Ben Askren just, just, just recently. But his first two fights, I mean, that was majority of the conversation. Was his history and why he was so hated on uh, social media and just on the Internet in general. Now – you don't necessarily even hear about that stuff. The people that know about his past, they'll bring it up. But now you hear about just the fact that he's hated from his antics, whether it's boxing antics, whether it's him calling out Daniel Cormier, him, whatever the case may be. He's somewhat shifted the narrative. He's altered the narrative. That's what I'll say. So in a weird way, I'd like to tip my cap to him. Well played, strategic. Everybody in this room and everybody else that's at home, some people that's at home, we see through it. So kudos to him for teaching himself and and putting himself in a position to learn how to box. Because the kid can fight. But everything else that's coming along with it in terms of what he's saying, he's a professional boxer, whatever the case may be. I'm paying attention to the way the professional box professional boxers are looking at him. So do I want to look at this and say that this is a publicity stunt and has been this entire time? Yeah. Do I think that Logan, while he's somewhat more quiet, you don't especially recently, you don't hear him in the limelight or see him in the limelight. But I'm looking at everything that these Paul brothers are doing as entertainment, fam. I'm taking it with a grain of salt. That's why sometimes you guys see us come in here and we talk about the Pauls, whether it's fights or not. Sometimes I'll look at the guys and it's just, no, not doing it today. It's just crazy how, like, to me, they're not even athletes. I don't know if that's like, I, I don't know how. They're not professional athletes. Not. They haven't. It's not something they can earn at this point either. Because it's just so artificial. With the with the base they built up, like through YouTube and being influencers and whatever the hell they did. Like to me, that's just it's artificial. So I respect, uh, not even really respect, but like the grind, like the grind and their brand and all that and how they've like all the money and I guess success, whatever you can, if if that's what you want to call it, they've had good for them, but I'm not going to give them the time of day. Like it might be entertainment, but uh, it's not like, fuck them. Like I I don't, I just don't have the energy to even care, watch. I mean, yeah, I'm talking about them right now, but that's after this. It was part of the tipping. I (laughs) I won't mention the Paul brothers for another friggin' 10 I'm not. I don't know. Just long time. Yeah, you won't be. It, you, they're not on your radar at all. And that's kind of my dad's point in the tip. And he doesn't understand why they're on Floyd's radar uh, to begin with. And again, that, I thought what was interesting was what Daniel Cormier said because we're, we're talking about Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. However, uh, at UFC 261, we didn't talk about it last week or Sunday because simply, like I just said, I didn't want to, and the guys didn't press too hard on it. So. We let it be what it was, but Jake Paul and, and Daniel Cormier supposedly had words. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, we, we could ask that question, too, in a second. Um, 
And Jake Paul, according to Daniel Cormier, was making faces behind uh, behind him. And he turned around. He heard, like, the, the reaction from the fans. And he turned around and was like, is this really happening? So he said that he asked his producer for a couple of minutes. And he said his producer said he didn't have a couple of minutes. And his Daniel Cormier said, no, I, I need a couple of minutes. Like, I wasn't really asking. So tell me when. Just tell me when. And he said he went over there and he told him that um, not to play with him. That it's just – I'm not to be played with. Like, I'm 40 years old, damn near. Not to be played with. To Jake Paul. According to Daniel Cormier. I don't know if there's any videos of that or anything like that, but he said he heard the fans' reaction when he turns around. He said he's making, like, faces at him or, like, doing something. He said it, it wouldn't surprise me either, which kind of confuses me. I, I told you guys how I feel about trolls. And whose wife did he message? Hell no. And yeah, you see my face. Like that it's it's artificial, bro. It's not that that's not even like I mean some people might call it mind games and trash talk, bro. That's just artificial. Like what are we doing here? You have no fight with Conor McGregor scheduled. Conor McGregor has been known to punch people outside of rings and outside of octagon. So No, that would 100% be the only fight that you would lose to Conor in. <laughs> no, if Conor fights Jorge, Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> Same time. <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. But again, um, in all seriousness, we, we see this question right now on Highly Questionable, and Tyler wants to bring it up. The question is, are Jake and Logan Paul saving or, destroy, or destroying boxing and I have somebody that knows me very, very well, and she always says I'm semantics, man. She always says, like, I can never give you a situation, like, to put yourself in without you asking a bunch of questions. I have one of those moments right now, fellas. Is what they're doing considered boxing? They're not in the WBO. They're not fighting for WBO. They're not in the PBC, rather. They're not fighting for top rank, excuse me. They're not fighting for WBO, WBC, IBF title. They're not fighting for these world titles. They're not even attempting to fight the fighters that are attempting to rise up the ranks in that division or in that um, in that promotion. So is what they're doing boxing? I mean, they're boxing, but is it the sport of boxing? No, absolutely not. Why would he want to – okay, now let's have fun with it. If he threw the fight, do you think that he looked at Jake Paul and said it has to last longer than six seconds? See, like, the fact that they weren't talking about this, that's, to me, that it's all artificial, bro. I was just about to say, Tyler's so done with this conversation. Tyler's like, get me the hell out of here this first hour. I'm I'm with you. I was about to say. It won't be relevant. Exactly. So, like, like, I'm still going to watch it not. It just doesn't. Maybe it'll matter for, like, the people who are, like, YouTube fans of those two. But, yeah. Not for, like, 13-year-olds who think this is boxing. This isn't fucking boxing. Like, I, I don't know. Shout out to – I don't want this to sound like I'm – oh, this is not an ad. 
I don't want this to sound like I'm shitting on Triller by no means, but Triller's events are amazing. I would much rather, and I hate to say it, but they, unless Mike Tyson is doing his Legends Only League with Triller, Triller missed the golden opportunity to only do legendary fights like that. Bringing back a Mike Tyson. Did you guys hear that Mike Tyson announced his opponent for later in the year? For you guys, I'm breaking this news. And for anybody at home, I'm breaking this news. He shut that down and he admitted, or he debunked it and he said it's not Evander Holyfield. And I, my instant, I was like, oh, I don't want to see this fight anymore. <laughs> and now I care again because he's fighting Lennox Lewis. Oh, wow. Triller, why, why, why don't we do that? Like, why can't we have that? And I don't want to sound like I'm hating on them getting their dollar. They, they can do it. But the Triller event, <laughs> I just think that it's – you said say it again? I, I truthfully feel like tr- – always has been. Triller uh, – Again, man, to have all of that entertainment, and this is going to sound crazy, but to have all of that entertainment and that promotion and that buildup and the pay-per-view buys, for you to call it a boxing event, but one of the Paul brothers is the main event, just it, it confuses me a little bit. That's it. Get your dollar. But I, when I look at everything that goes into it, it's like, fam, this for Roy and and, and – and uh, Tyson, I understood it. Jake Paul was on that card. He just didn't main event it. So now I just see where it's going. And, again, similar to what Tyler just said, Triller, if it keeps going in this direction, it's going to look real gimmicky real quick, and people are going to tune in, I think, maybe two or three more times if you don't have a big name. Granted, you just said in about a year or two it might not matter. In three fights, that may be a year or two. So to Jake Paul, yeah, Paul it may not matter. You can make another note. Clip clip some stuff from this, too, because I like this conversation a lot. Um, we're going to actually get out of here for this first hour now because we're going to prep for this draft. Tyler, you'll do a lot more talking than you did with the Paul brothers. Um, but, yeah, man, outside of that. It's another hour of Talk That Talk headed your way, guys. Again, I'm Daddy Apparel. We appreciate you, DJ Baker, J Money Clothing. As always, your baseball seasonal line has launched. Baseball seasonal line has launched. I don't think he, again, I don't think he has released every single jersey yet. He has released some. I've seen the Yankees. I've seen the Red Sox. I've seen the Reds. I've seen the Dodgers. I've seen a couple of those jerseys. Check him out, J Money Clothing, once again. Hour two headed your way. Talk That Talk radio show records live from Westgate, Las Vegas Resort and Casino from the largest superbook in the world for over 50 years. Formerly known as the largest hotel in the world for nearly a decade, the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino is located at 3000 Paradise Road, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89109. Hour two. Talk to me. With the first overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select... Trevor Lawrence. Micah Parsons. <laughs> no, nah, it's it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. Though. I was waiting for you to say Kyle Trask. Florida? No? Okay. We don't have to spend too much time on this one, right? 
No, I don't think so. All right. First of all, how are we doing this? So, Salim, I said you get to uh, you get to control this this second hour. I said we we're gonna talk about. It. That's why we did my dad's tip in in the first hour, along with my mom's. The second hour, we're oh, I have draft eyes, guys. I brought draft eyes, so that should be fun. Um, I told Salim that he gets to run this. So, are we giving our number one pick, and then you're telling us the mock draft pick? Or are you giving us the first three versions of the mock draft, and then we give you our picks? How are we doing this? Okay, cool. So you want to do the first 10 first? Yeah, so let's go with the CBS top 10. All right, bet. I'm not going to dive deep into the trade. Give me the top 10. Beautiful. Uh, they got Trevor Lawrence going one, obviously. That's the second pick. CBS has uh, Trey Lance going three. Obviously, Trey Lance. I don't need to see the top 10. I just want to see the top 10. Trey Lawrence going obviously. No, I believe it. And I love that. <laughs> And J.C. Horn is – I know we're looking at a lot of prospects. Um, give me the school again. Do they even have a school? Okay. Why am I drawing blanks? And he's third overall. Wait, who was eight and took Patrick Sertan? Uh, Carolina. Carolina, okay. Um, nine, Jalen Waddle. Ten, Deandre Swift. Eleven, Jalen Carter. Twelve, Jalen Waddle. To the Cowboys. So I, I, I doubt Carolina. Okay, that's why I was about to say I'm not getting anything from that. Okay. All right, all right, all right. That's interesting. August, you want me to want us to start? All right, so you're going to have to tell us who's picking where, though, because we're looking just at prospects. So the number one overall pick we already talked about is Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is going to go and join Urban Meyer down in uh, Jacksonville. What that looks like remains to be seen, but it's definitely going to happen at the very least. Um, number two overall pick, Zach Wilson going to the Jets. That's what I have. Tyler, what do you have? Um, yeah, same. Zach Wilson to the Jets. Across I think. The board. I think. I think Sala, their head coach, after watching what Russell Wilson has done the last three years, they're like, you know what? He's probably like, you know what? That's. And Kyler Murray, I want that's worth. It, yeah, it's very true. Forget about that. Um, I want to emulate that on my own team. Undersized quarterback. Do you think it's make. possible? 
with what he's going to be surrounded with. Um, give me a second. Give me a wide receiver. See, and Jamison Crowder's been hurt, so this is going to probably be like people are going to be real, real pissed off. But <laughs> give me a wide receiver, huh? Oh wow! I thought Tech Wilson like, looks really small. I thought he was like six one. That's yeah, that's pretty frail for a quarterback. Good for him. Great for him. So, or maybe, honestly, if you watch BYU games, and of course, if you're watching on a on a broadcast view and it's sideways, they, it, you may not see much. But when you watch it from that quarterback angle, from that backfield position, you're right. Zach Wilson looks really small, and it could be because of the people that he's surrounded by. But it's only going to get worse in the NFL, right? Um, where are we at? Zach Wilson. Oh, do we? Oh, wide receivers. Jamison Crowder was hurt for a little bit. Of course, he's dealt with uh, with health injuries. I mean, with uh, sports uh, injuries and health issues. However, my question to you guys: Give me a wide receiver on a New York Jets roster over the last two seasons, not named Jamison Crowder or Robert or Robbie Anderson. They got Brashad Perriman. They have um uh the, who was the second round pick they had last year where he played and he looked pretty good. Like, he looked decent in the games he played. I just wanted you guys to give me a name. Brashad Perryman was a name, so I'll give you that. It's just interesting because Zach Wilson, Denzel, Denzel Mims. Mims. They had Chris Hogan. From Baylor, correct? Denzel Mims is from Baylor. Um, My only issue with that is, again, like I said, if we just felt like if I if you guys wanted me to believe that Sam Darnold was such a bad quarterback, that means that Zach Wilson should get to the NFL and get to the New York Jets and have some sort of success. I'm not saying that he won't. I'm just saying, are we going to have names that are standing out more? Because what have they done? And, Salim, you can go ahead and inform me now in terms of their offseason acquisitions. I don't have the Jets at the top of my head right now. But um, just in terms of what they produce at the wide receiver position, I'm sure they would love to to blame Sam Darnold. But you guys didn't surround him with world beaters, per se. Adam Gase, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, Adam Gase, like, at the end of the day, like, even without Adam Gase, like, he was kind of dominant in terms of, like, the – There was a lot of subpar play. Like yeah, he wasn't anything – he could still become a good quarterback and still be awesome. The Jets are subpar. Well, there was a lot There was a lot of plays left on the field where you're like, oh, like, that – you got to have that. Or, oh, that's a throw you have to make. Or, oh. So does Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has a he yes he makes big plays. You could argue that Sam Darnold does as well. He doesn't make them with his legs. He may have that one against Denver on a Monday night what last year. However, Sam Darnold leaves a lot of big plays on the board with his arm, right? Whether it's overthrows, whether it's misthrows, whether it's seeing ghosts, whatever the hell it is, Lamar Jackson does the exact same thing. Lamar Jackson's in a much better situation. That's why you don't analyze it the same way. I refuse to believe that Sam Darnold is that bad of a quarterback the way that the Jets want me to believe. Well, I refuse to believe that Zach – let me not say that. Let me not say that. Lamar Jackson won an MVP award, though. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that he hasn't. What I'm saying is situations are different is my point. I mentioned, of course, the vast difference between their legs. Of course. All I'm saying is Sam Darnold, he has had big plays with the Jets. 
He has had spectacular throws with the Jets. He's had moments. Has Lamar Jackson had better moments? Yes. Would you argue that Lamar Jackson has better, or excuse me, would you argue that Sam Darnold has equal the amount of weapons that Lamar Jackson has? No. And Lamar Jackson is still a weapon away from probably a Super Bowl championship. But my point is both players still give you those young moments where it's like, fam, we need that. That's one that we need. He also doesn't have Sam Dar- or Jim Harbaugh crawling, calling drag routes also. That's what Lamar Jackson does a lot of. Marquise Brown sent him on a drag route. It's out of my hands. Let him do what he needs to do. Sam Darnold's not doing that. Even if he's average, he won't be as bad as the Jets make are making him out to be. I refuse to believe that, bro. You're going to have to show me that. The yeah. scariest thing that I will say about that is when he said that he saw ghosts against New England. That's the only thing that I'll say. And I'll, I'll chuck it up to the Bill Belichick aura. But, yeah, I didn't mean to spend that much time on the Jets. But I, I'm not going to say that Sam Darnold is that bad. That franchise is bad. I don't think Sam Darnold would have looked that bad under Robert Sala. And I'll leave, that at, I'll leave it at that. Third overall. Let's get to the fun part. I don't think we're gonna get through thirty-two guys. We got fifty minutes left. That's where the draft begins. This is exactly where it begins. So I'm gonna go out on a limb. You guys should already know where I'm going. I told you guys Trey Lance reminds me of Colin Kaepernick. And that's where I believe our first shot comes at a night, and I believe that the San Francisco 49ers takes Trey Lance third overall. After you traded up <laughs> So I personally, I have the Niners trading up for Trey Lance. Um, I th- So here's my thing. I think when they made that trade a while back, I think they intended on taking Mac Jones. But then they went to Trey Lance's pro day. Trade up, I don't think. But, I don't think they would have to go up. Well, maybe not. But I think We saw the Bears trade up to get Mitchell Trubisky for what it's worth. They, I think, yeah, I think San Francisco just didn't want to even take the risk. And with the team they have, the clearly the guy who they've zeroed in on is one that they think can play right away. Because um, I think they're done with Jimmy G. That seems pretty apparent. But here's my thing. So I think when they made that trade a while back, they were zeroed in on Mac Jones. But then, I didn't know this until today, they attended Trey Lance's Pro Day last week or something like that. It's kind of a private thing I heard. They met Trey Lance's parents, and Trey Lance himself, and they had a meeting afterwards, and they were blown away, supposedly. Hmm. So that, after reading and hearing about that, I think Trey Lance is the pick at three. So do we believe that the San Francisco Giants give – San Francisco Giants. Why am I talking about baseball? Do we believe that the San Francisco 49ers give us our first smokescreen moment of the night where every all signs point to Mac Jones, it seems like – and there are some people, you just mentioned it, I believe that was the second one, not CBS, but whatever the second one was. Did you have it up? The mock draft. Um, CBS. And what was the first one? I, I'm, I missed it. NFL. Okay. So, and they have Mac Jones. Of course. Um, so, yeah. So, similar to what the person from CBS said, they just don't believe that Mac Jones is going 
to or Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan's guy, excuse me, is Mac Jones. Similar to what I said before, I don't think that Mac Jones is Kyle Shanahan's guy. But do we believe that, especially, of course, it's the, uh, we only have a couple of hours before the draft, but word heats up tomorrow. And a lot of people believe that it's Trey Young. I think a lot of things may sway last moment, and I think that the panel may all be, say, be saying Mac Jones. Therefore, the consensus on sports Twitter may become, NFL Twitter specifically, may become Mac Jones. And then I think when Trey Lance's name gets said, all the 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 comparisons for the rest of their careers begin. And you were higher on that yeah. than I was, but you convinced me on them. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Can we? And this is where I'm at with it. Is he special? And this is what I'm asking you: Is he special right now, or can he be special? And I don't want to sound like a hater. I feel like Kyle Shanahan wants to draft somebody, like you just said, that wants to play, or excuse me, that will play now, I will say. This is the guy I'm taking. Yeah, me neither. When I saw that, I was like, okay, I think that's sealed the deal for me. So is that a no on the smokescreen question? Do we feel like a lot of people may feel like Trey Lance could go? Number four. Oh. Julio, I've thought about that. I think Julio Jones would be like, get me the fuck out of Atlanta. I feel like he's going to say that anyway. He would call the – Well, yeah, no, but, like, imagine, like, they do that. Matt Ryan – oh, him and Julio turn into, like – Can we address the topic at hand? <laughs> By the way, did you guys see Duna on Twitter? No. What did Duna do? He said that uh, Oh my God. Baltimore could get Julio for the 31st pick. I did. I did see. I that. was like, it's gonna take more than that. I think it might. T- I mean, I know Julio's getting up there, and the price is high, but it's Julio fucking Jones. No, I don't. I don't pay attention to Duna. Shout out to Duna. I miss you, team. man. I'm gonna catch up with you, Duna. I don't pay attention to Duna when he talks about his own team. <laughs> I'm standing by that. So, anywho, um, damn it, we were talking number four. Oh, now Atlanta Falcons. Has the potential, and I know people are going to say Trevor Lawrence, however, has the potential to be the best player in this draft, correct? Oh, by far. By right? far. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. Atlanta hasn't had a problem scoring, correct? So, Salim, no, let me get my shit off, please. And then I'll let you get your shit off, because this, this, this grinds my gears, bro. Everybody's been saying that Matt Ryan is cooked, right? I don't think I don't think I, I, I don't think he is. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he is. People who read box but scores, but people have shit. said that. Not even that. People that look at the standings, I think. But similar to what we've said in the past, you put up thirty points. Thir- excuse me, thirty-nine points. Your defense gives up forty-one to the Cowboys. You you can score thirty-seven points. You give up thirty-nine to the Lions. It's just the way. It's the nature of the land down there in Atlanta. 
Do me a favor. Tell me how Kyle Pitts helps that, aside from you're hoping your team scores 50 points again. You lost Keon O'Neal, and granted, he hasn't played in the last two seasons due to injuries. I believe it was Achilles and then ACL, and if not, it was vice versa. You lost Deion Jones to, I believe, in ACL one of those seasons in the last two years. You need help on defense. You could trade back like two spots and get probably the best defense. You could have your first shot at the defensive back. Trading back still two or three picks. You tell me. Marcus Coaston's years, Marcus yeah, Coaston yeah, yeah. years, Reggie Bush years. That was the middle 2010s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had like the league's like the worst, one of the historically worst defenses yeah. ever. And once again, this has been the sixth, seventh time I've seen it since, since sitting here. Um, we want to send condolences, prayers, well wishes, whatever we can send to Bryce Harper, who was hit in the face today by a pitch. Um, yeah, it's on the screen right now. You can go ahead and check it out. It's not too, too, like, crazy, but um, he is. He's, he did say he was okay. But, again, we talk about it all the time, stepping into a batter. We talk about boxing. Stepping into a batter's box you're playing with your life. You are. You absolutely are when you step in that batter's box. So, no, no, no. You can see his reaction. I believe it was Genesis Cabrera. And that's where I'm at with it, bro. I feel like people, and this is where we're going to get off of this topic, but people in baseball, you can't prove it. But you can't prove, or you can't prove intention. But I've heard multiple arguments for pitchers that throw at people's heads deserve jail time. I agree. I agree as well. But then you're going to get into issues of whether the ball slipped, accidental. You're just going to get into too many different things and logistics, and it would never happen because of that reason. Mm. Um, number pick number four. So Wait, I never gave my pick, but I'm happy because <laughs> I just want to say that Kyle Pitts shouldn't be it. Continue. So I'm actually going to repeat both of your guys' points. Um, new GM, new coach. The new G- the new GM just signed a six year contract with uh, I think his name is Arthur Smith. Um, helped build Tennessee into what they are today. Oh, never mind. Uh, Arthur Smith's the or the GM, excuse me. Yes. Uh, anyways, they just got a new GM, new head coach. You can trade down and get picks and like do a rebuild and everything. None of those picks. If you're playing, okay. So if you w- if you're trying to play like, if you're looking at it logically, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, they might not need him, but when you're drafting that high, you're not drafting for need. And Kyle Pitts as a prospect will probably blow away anyone you trade down for. And they're looking at it. I like this argument. The GM, he just signed a six-year contract. He's looking at this from a very different point of view. He's like, he's looking at it, for, uh, looking at it from a very different point of view because. Yeah, you could trade down and get picks for the next six years. It's This is your first pick as the GM of the Falcons. You need to make a splash. Kyle Pitts, get the guy who is going to be at least, at the very least, an all-pro, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I, outside of any, like, uh, yeah. 
he's probably the best non-Trevor Lawrence prospect in the end. Like we just said, he might be better. You take that. You absolutely take it. You take the guaranteed, right? I think it's it has to be Kyle Pitts. I would be shocked if it – I mean, if it were Justin Fields, I'd be cool with it. It has to be. It has to. Be. Kyle Pitts is better than Micah Parsons. Better than, and it's the, the difference, the talent difference between those two. It's you don't even question it. It's, in my opinion, it's it's Kyle Pitts. Oh. I'm yeah. I'm not gonna say that he's not wrong in that in that sense by any means. Uh, the argument. I'm telling you, man. The argument. I mean, I, I I think of course we know Tony Gonzalez for of course the Falcons and of course the Chiefs. However. I think that would be the – I hate to kind of say it, but for lack of a better term, it would be the draft night story. It would be the, the tight end legacy over at in, in Atlanta, whether it be Algie Crumpler, whether it be Tony Gonzalez, and now whether, it, of course, whether it be uh, Kyle Pitts. I also want to mention, because we may not say his name later on, I've told you guys before, we're going to talk about names on this list who or names that are not on this list that we uh, expect to make big splashes in the NFL. I know we're talking about Kyle Pitts. I haven't said it once. I mean, I think I think I said it before. I said his name. I don't think he'll be better than Kyle Pitts, or I don't know if he'll be better than Kyle Pitts, per se. People are not talking about Brevin Jordan out of Miami. Just wait for Brevin Jordan out of Miami. That's, that's it. I, I don't know where he's slotted to go. I don't know what his projections look like. I don't really care. If his, if his name is still in the NFL draft pool, when he gets to the NFL, Brevin Jordan will become dangerous. At least I hope so. For the sake of this moment, um, pick number five. We're going Cincinnati, right? Yeah. I think this is pretty simple for me. I understand that you want to possibly get uh, a wide receiver that uh, played at LSU with Joe Burrow, just for that uh, cons- uh, what's the word camaraderie and that that uh, chemistry and all of that. I understand it. Joe Burrow just missed the end of your season with a torn ACL. You go get Panay Sewell. So I'm torn between Sewell ah, and uh, no pun. <laughs> is it too early? No. But you said it. He Ouch. said it. He said I've torn my Achilles. Okay, maybe that was inappropriate. I apologize. So I'm stuck. He said I thought choices. it was a joke on his part. All right, my bad. No, no. Um, I think, I think the relationship that Burrow has with Chase is bigger than. Yeah, I think the and if I'm that GM, I mean, you can't go wrong, right? I mean, they're both With getting talented. Him? I mean, you can't go wrong either way. I think they end up going Whenever to you draft a playmaker, you can't go wrong. But it's, uh, Jamar Chase has shown that, like, you can go wrong. We have not seen Jamar, play, Jamar Chase play in the NFL. Oh, yeah, I may, be, I may be super high on him, but I'm telling you, man, I watched with Reggie. We just talked about Reggie Bush. No disrespect to Reggie Bush. I saw Reggie Bush in college. They called him Twinkle Toes for his first four years in the NFL. I never would have thought that I'd seen that. So we, we'll continue that. I'm not doing this <laughs> with you, bro. Next, next. Why do you? Why do we? Never mind. Get to your, get to your five. No, get to your five. I, I think, think he's actually better in Detroit. I'll give you that. I'll, I'll kind of argue that. Uh, anyways, um, so Jamar Chase. Um, well, th- also to go, go with that though. You're making your quarterback happy. And let's be honest. Cincinnati hasn't exactly been. And we're go. And you also make him happy if he's upright. True, but with the way the and they. Got, they kind of fixed the offensive line. They got that Riley Reef guy, and I believe they also made a trade for no, 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 they didn't. 
But I know they got Riley Reef. I'm going to ask Joe Burrow if I'm that GM and that head coach with a very, very straight face. Do you love Jamar Chase that much more than Terrence Marshall? Because I can get you Panay Sewell in the first round and get you Terrence Marshall in the second. What are we talking about? But from what everyone's saying, after the big three receivers, there's a huge drop-off in production. The and then when you look at the offensive tackles available, the difference between Sewell and, like, I think uh, – not Slater, but I, f- I think is – like, the third and fourth, it's not that big. You're like, you can get a good second – like, you can get a good solid tackle in, like, the second or third rounds. But the receivers, that's when you're starting to play, like – You think I think they take Chase. Is this where we – this is the first time we disagree? Uh, I believe so. No, Kyle Pitts. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I didn't really give an answer, so whatever. I'll leave it alone. Um, Six, your Miami Dolphins. I think you guys take the first wide receiver off the board. Um, I think a lot of people I, – I do because it's, for me, the three wide receivers you just mentioned, it: Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, and Jamar Chase, I could see because there's – like you said, there's almost no drop-off with, with any of the three. I feel like you go with the person as much as you can go with in terms of proven, quote-unquote. So I think it depends on what the Miami Dolphins consider as proven, whether they consider a national championship proven or whether they can – well, hell, I guess everybody has it at this point, so maybe I guess it doesn't matter. But I was going to say Heisman Trophy, uh, like individual awards or, um, or team awards. So I say all of that to say that's where I'm going to go right back to my uh, my – Joe Burrow point, you want your quarterback to be happy. I get that, like I said, my argument is still keeping your quarterback upright is making him happy. But for Tua, I feel like two of those three, you can make him happy with. So just go one of those two, three. I mean, one of those two, and I would feel like if you're going to do that, you go with the Heisman Trophy winner and you go Devontae Smith. But for what it's worth, J- Devontae Smith is not human. Who is this again? Giving him the opportunity. He's just throwing it up, and Devontae Parker's going to come down and release it three times. Jamar Chase can get more separation than Devontae Parker, but it's not enough. I mean, I told you guys before, especially when we mentioned Jalen Waddle, his name. You're not going to lose. I just want you guys to understand, Jalen Waddle had his name in the NFL draft last year, and I told you guys this during the break, and he was slated to go to the Packers where Jordan Love went to the <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, um, I was talking to Salim before this, and uh, I think it's Devontae Smith here. Devontae Smith, Devontae Parker. 
Uh, Will Fuller. Do you guys still have Jakeem Grant? He's not. He's not a fan. Well, all right, we'll leave him in the punt returner section. But, yeah, I'm going Devontae Smith there. Now we're at number seven. Oh, okay. oh if, they, if they trade. So, uh, again, I think the Lions, similar to what you just said uh, a couple of minutes ago about uh, Atlanta with almost like they can't go wrong with the Kyle Pitts pick, I feel like it's the same thing with uh, Detroit, almost in a sense of they can't go wrong only because nobody has expectations for Detroit. So I think exactly. So I think with that, re- with because of that reason, I think similar to what a lot of people are saying, I could see that as the first team that probably will trade back. I don't anticipate them trading back out of the top ten. I do see them uh, trading back and still getting somebody on defense. However, this is where I'm at with it. I'm not sure how many times they can strike out at cornerback anymore. I still believe in Jeff Okuda. All I'm saying is that I don't know if they – but what if he doesn't pan out? I'm a, I'm a Packer fan, so I have to see Jeff Okuda twice. Trust me, I know about Jeff mm-hmm. Okuda. My only point is, if he does not pan out, how many cornerbacks is that that they have struck out on? They had Nikhil Roby Coleman, did they, did they not? They Justin Coleman, I believe, was the cornerback for the Lions. That was the first-round pick, I believe, if not early second. And now we have Jeff Okuda. I'm just saying if he doesn't pan out, but let's say that they draft another one. This is what four at least in recent memory. And all of those names was off the dome. So if I was right, I'm right legit. Shout to Damon Arnett. We trust you. Uh, uh, C.J. Henderson. Yeah, most first-year corners do, man. It's yeah, it's, and the NFL, the way the NFL is officiated doesn't help either. Yeah, at all. Yeah. If for Detroit. I'm going to go, and I'm didn't, d- this is where we're doing it right now. If they take Justin Fields, Celine keeps telling me he doesn't care about, I mean, he uh, doesn't think it's going to happen because of money. I keep telling Celine, I don't care about money. And the only reason why I'm going to tell you that, Celine, is because we have seen big names in the NFL get cut when they simply just don't fill out expectations. I don't know whether what the next stop will be or what it will look like. But for some reason, with I feel like this Detroit rebuild that they're in the middle of, no doubt. There are they hell, they may be in the beginning stages of one. Again. Yeah, they're very early on. I feel like you can't hit the reset button paying Jared Goff that money. So I feel like draft if they do it now like you just said if they don't trade out and you stay at seven and you get Justin Fields I understand Russell Wilson went in the third round but I said Matt Flynn almost has no shot 
that's the way that I would go into Detroit. I would say Justin Fields is going to be that week one starter. Jared Goff might not be on the roster. He may be a, on a roster. He might not be on that one. All right, let's have fun with this. Over under, would you trade be relevant in the next five years? Over under. In the postseason, yeah. In the in the postseason, not making it by the skin of their their teeth. Like if they make it as a wild card team, the way uh, Houston was for quite some time, but getting bounced, literally having no shot in the wild card week. Yeah. On yeah, I'll go over. In that case, I'll say it'll be longer. If that's the case, then I'm staying. If that's yeah, the case, like I don't know if that's the, I don't know if that answer. I might lean toward the under only because I really believe this Jared Goff thing, and I don't think Jared Goff is a bad quarterback. I just don't know if he fits what Detroit is doing only because Detroit doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I, I gotta look at the Fan, we're again. Let's ask the better question: Who's their head coach? The answer is Dan Campbell. Next pick, number eight. Next pick, number eight. Oh, real quick, just so we can try to touch all the points. If the Lions trade back, whoever they trade with is taking Justin Fields, correct? Yeah. Okay, that's all I want to be sure of. So where are we at now? I'm sorry. Uh, Tyler. Um... I wasn't sure if they would stay at this spot. So in my mock, in, in my mock, I had New England trading up to, with Detroit and getting Justin Fields at seven. So with that, um, I think Carolina, with the draft capital they give up for Sam Darnold, I think they try to give him some help. Kind of torn between. So on my, I still have Sewell available. I'm actually gonna go Sewell here. I was looking at Jalen Watt. I'm actually going to go protect him. Penny Sewell here. It's going to protect him. I'm going with what, with the opposite of what he just – or not the opposite, but literally he just said something to help your, your quarterback. So I'm going with the opposite version of that, which would be the wide receiver, same thing, helping your quarterback. I'm just going on the opposite spectrum. Um, who did I say went? Devontae Smith went. So that means Jamar Chase is still available. I think Jamar Chase could end up somewhere like uh, Carolina. Uh-huh. Is Curtis Samuel still there? Yes, right? Washington. Oh, he is in Washington. That's Terry McLaurin's number two? Yeah, they're like both like one, two. Uh, Terry McLaurin's going to be the number one. Um, yeah, yeah. Who's their quarterback? They have like a kind – of, it's kind of a crapshoot. Oh, like, it's they Taylor like Heineke. They have – okay, yeah, they have a great – Literally, they got like – Oh, they do have, oh so they have Fitz. Oh, oh. They got Kyle God. Allen, too. Kyle Allen. Ron Rivera is obsessed with this. Terry McLaurin – I'm gonna say it. Terry McLaurin's gonna be top five in receiving this year. Um, I dig it. Because you wanted Devontae Smith at six. Yeah. Okay. Jamar Chase is off of your board, Tyler. Correct. He went five to, to, sh- Cincinnati. to Cincinnati. Cool. Beautiful. Nine. Okay. So, there's more? Yes. Nine. 
Oh, so I guess Atlanta did pick Kyle Pitts on my draft board. I just I'm shaking my head while they do it, even <laughs> though that's the best player. It's like, fam, what are you that's, what are you doing? Honestly, who gives a shit? But I'm gonna go Mac Jones. He's still available on mine. And I think they've given up on like the tall white quarterback who overthrows his receivers by 50 yards. I think John Lynch or not John. I'm sorry, uh, John Elway's like, yeah, uh, <laughs> that that prototype's not hasn't been working. So we're, we're gonna go with kind of the opposite. We're gonna can go I ask a quick question? What's up? With the exception of Paxton Lynch, because he was what six six. I seven. forgot about Paxton. Lynch. Tall as tall as all hell. No, no, no. We're not even going to go as far as Brock Osweiler. I'm going to start here. Don't laugh. I like Drew Locke, but... I'm starting with Chad Kelly. Remember Chad uh. Kelly from Ole Miss? Just wait. If So, Chad Kelly, Drew Locke, and let's say they get Mac Jones. I'm not rooting against Mac Jones, but if Mac Jones does not pan out, will there be an opportunity for me to say, what does Chad Kelly, Drew Locke, and Mac Jones all have in common? They're all the same prototype. They all went to Denver, and they all might not work out. And two of them have pretty questionable histories. <laughs> you, hey, you, I'm ha- You guys know I don't run away from anything here. I'm really, really happy that the white man said that. Pay attention to that. Dude, I, I agree. I'm like this. I would not want to coach for the Denver Broncos. You can offer me all the money in the world. I would refuse if if uh, Elway was making. Who's in a worse position, the Denver Broncos or the Detroit Lions? I think so as well. Lions or the Jets? I'm going Lions, bro. The Jets have Robert Sala. (laughs) Like, damn. Like, the Lions have no answer. I like that they both have fresh starts, though, compared to Denver, who doesn't. It's John Elway. Detroit, at least there's a ground for a fresh start, right? So New York as far Jets, as John Elway is there, they're not getting back there for you? To in, in your now, granted, like, no, no. Unless they somehow get another fucking Peyton Manning in free agency, but <laughs> that's not happening. Um, no comment. Peyton I'll Manning lost his job to Brock Osweiler his last year. That happened. We don't talk about that. That definitely happened. Yep. And then Brock Osweiler went where? Didn't they wasn't tra- it in Chicago? Oh, wasn't it Miami and then Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. I uh, ironically enough, that's what you forget to bet. Yeah, no, I, I fucking bet you forget about it. I think Cleveland made a pretty solid trade. They're like, yeah, we'll take Osweiler's contract if you give us a second round pick. <laughs> and they're and then Denver was like, okay, because I remember when they was announced, I was like, what is Cleveland doing? And then they're like, oh wait, actually. I love being pick. around brilliant sports minds because you guys remember some of the most random things that I don't. Marvin Hall. Ah! No? <laughs> Damn. No. What? Did Danny Marvin Amendola Hall's retire? No. At, at least on the ESPN Detroit Lions roster right now. Right, um, Marvin Hall's not on the Detroit Lions. So I'll give you guys an answer. Name, name another wide receiver from Detroit. I could do it. Hold on. Okay. Auden Tate. That's interesting. Fuck. And I see them twice. We shouldn't take this long, but I really want to answer this question. The fact that we don't know means they, they got to take one of the cases. 
That at some point, right? Like you have to. They only have six draft picks in this draft, though. That's what's I think. And New England has like. Wasn't we 12. on Denver? How did we get back to Detroit? Oh, you're looking at the line, the wide receiver. Shout out! Wow, they do have Geronimo. Wow, those are the only two wide receivers on their roster. I was going to name none of these gentlemen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. He was, on, he was on Detroit last season. I have yeah. No, th- Quintez went to Wisconsin. That could be a fake person that you just were totally throwing at us. And I'd be and like, Tom oh, a- obvious, obviously. Holy and Tom shit, Kennedy, man. no doubt. Um, so where are we at? Eight, right? Uh, Which is. DeAndre Swift might go um, next season. I mean, I'll be game. honest, man. Denver is another one of those teams that kind of needs the everything. Wise. If they are in the business of what Tyler said, taking the best available player, they may feel like the best available player plays the most important position, and I do think Mac Jones could be there. However, I really, really think that Mac Jones is going to drop in this draft. I don't think he drops outside of the first round, probably not, not outside of the top 20. However, I think that a lot of this in the in recent like mom, uh weeks rather with his ro- rock uh stock rising, I believe that teams have heard the commentary as well. And granted, we hear all types of banner every year. This one feels a little bit different. It seemed like every time he rose on the on the on the uh big boards, let's say ten people had him rise on the big boards, it seemed like twelve analysts were sitting there questioning it. So I, I feel like it's more even even kill with him, and he will. Fall somewhere within the top twenty, not maybe not in the top ten though. My favorite NFL, t- my former favorite NFL team, took Daniel Jones with the sixth overall pick. I mean, that was that. That's your favorite team. Okay, never mind. Was uh, <laughs> key distinction. So again, like I said, I'm I'm I truthfully don't know what you want me to say with this pick because of that. I feel like they may do. It just seems like a John Elway thing, a former quarterback for sure. Let's just let's just shits and giggles. Let's say Mac Jones. Only so the d- what if the Denver Broncos <laughs> have two Drew Locks on their team? <laughs> I can't. Oh man, and it's so disrespectful because Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the starter for the Denver Broncos. Denver has good ass receivers. Their receiver depth is ridiculous. Absolutely, Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy, Fant, that KJ Hamler can be crazy. Like it's 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 wild. No, Philip Lim- Philip Lindsay. No, he left. Check it. He may he, he's with a new team, but he's definitely not there. Mel- Melvin Gordon is Melvin back Green, there. Yeah. That's a good fantasy option. And your defense is gonna get back healthy with Von Miller coming back, bro. Ever since I've been a football fan, Denver's had a solid ass defense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when have the Ravens not had a good defense too? Yeah. Even here. Excuse me. Even then, at this point, if you're going best available, Rayshon Slater, 
where it's somebody on the line. It's still hor- it's still going. You're going to tend to your quarterback position one way or another. Teddy has injury hit problems, so maybe you go to offensive line to protect your new quarterback and at the very least for the next two three seasons. If especially if you're not going for a quarterback in this draft, I can see an offensive lineman, no doubt. We already have him on our team. I'm I'm gonna go Rayshon Slater only because I think Mac. I, I truthfully think Mac Jones would not get picked in the top ten. I'm agree Unless somebody trades up. I think Slater. Okay, so two on Rayshon Slater, and you got Is Mac this Jones still for Denver. Yeah, yeah, Mac Jones. It's just it. John Elway just screams Mac Jones. Number ten. Number ten. Number ten. Dad, text me right now. Who do you want? I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say that. Okay, f- first of all, let's do this. The Cowboys, they say that they uh, everybody has them, whether whatever mock draft it is, they have them taking a defensive back, a cornerback specifically. Correct? How? What's the other one? Oh, both defensive backs, though. Okay, cool, cool. One, one, uh, one of the two. Okay. What I was going to say was – Demarcus Lawrence, yes, he has his moments. However, Demarcus Lawrence is pretty solid on the line, correct? You have Van Der Esch, you have Jalen Smith. Sean Lee retired. Of course, he's dealt with injuries, so you've kind of learned how to maneuver around him as w- uh, anyway. That's kind of why you have Van Der Esch now. Why is everybody so hell-bent on the Cowboys drafting the defensive back when they need help on the line as well? Is it because this this draft is more defensive back top heavy? I think it's because the the talent and like the like I I think it's because the talent in the two defensive backs outweighs any of like the pass rushers that are available. I know this is a pretty weak class all around for pass rushers, uh, as far as what I've what I've known. But um, and I think just based off the last how they went last year, that Dallas totally just robbed Philly of Ceedee Lamb. Yes. And the fact that they have two division rivals trailing them at 11 and 12 who also could use corners. Yeah, I think yeah, it, it has to be one of the corners. I have This is the best it. argument that, that has been made for me in terms of this because I could absolutely see the Cowboys looking at Philadelphia and saying, I'm not going to see Patrick Sertan in, in Philadelphia green twice a year. I could see that. However, I truthfully feel like if the Cowboys, especially with Sean Lee retiring, with them, the Cowboys attempting to go and get uh, Randy Gregory, didn't work. Well, it worked for a little bit, right? And then it didn't. And then they go and get Alden Smith. That worked in moments. And then it didn't, right? Because he's no longer in Cowboys silver and blue. What if the Cowboys go and get Micah Parsons? And that's what I'm going to say that they do. That's interesting. Because you don't know if he's going to be – again, these are college players. He may get to the league as a linebacker, and the Cowboys may want him on the line. Or he may be a linebacker similar to Clay Matthews who lined up on the line.
My dad said that he wants Patrick Sertan. He said they can get line help later in the draft. Okay, so can we also see, and this is where I'm going to be. The w if this was the Dallas Cowboy War Room, I would still be on the opposite side of the fence because what that means is the quarterback had all the time in the world. That's what I'm going to argue. So I'm going to go get somebody that's going to go put pressure on the quarterback. At the end of the day, bro, it's still a crapshoot in the air with the ball in the air. It's either going to your cornerback or, or defensive back or it's going to the receiver or the pass catcher. If I have a, d a dominant line, it almost doesn't matter. I'm not leaving it up to chance. If, the if I'm Dallas, I'm making – if I'm Stephen Jones, I'm making the argument that we need to shore up this defense. You, we got our quarterback. We have a quarterback on top of that that we've seen can make sugar out of shit. We've seen it. We've seen what a season without him looks like. Let's make sure that if he puts up 40 points – the Cleveland Browns don't put up 45. Yeah, uh, it's – I just – I think especially with the way that the NFC East like – So my dad just corrected me. I'm sorry, real quick. My dad said that Randy Gregory is still there and he's a beast. Dad, I'm going to tell you – or tell everybody the question that I just sent you right now. I said no suspensions with a question mark. It's not to be funny. It's not to be cruel. I'm analyzing the information that I was given. In the games that in the seasons that Randy Gregory has been signed in Dallas, let's say it's three, let's say it's three years. That's 48 games, right? Including suspensions and injuries, how many games has Randy Gregory played? I'm willing to be wrong. Because I've mentioned Randy Gregory when he went to the Cowboys. I was excited about it. But I also don't think that they would be saying that that line is as bad as it is if Randy Gregory has been that big of a help. My dad texted me back, so we shall see. He said none last year. Here, no suspensions last year. That's a great thing. Yeah, I see this. How about this? We already did the top ten. So you all said you want to get to other like, uh, what's it called? Two sleeper picks too. I have uh, Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons. Um, I have J.C. Horn just because their cornerback <laughs> depth is, I think, off the top of my head, it's Anthony Brown and Cheb. I can't even say his first name. C. Awuzie. I'm sorry, but that's, that's not going to okay. happen. I, I have Horn as well. Don't like, they have – Big physical corner. Like, that sounds like Jerry Jones. Don't they have traded? Who? Don't they have traded? Oh, they do have Trayvon. Davis. Okay, I thought so. Um – Salim, I was going to say to end the show, are we going to talk about some other sleeper picks that we possibly could talk about in the second round, third round, and beyond? Yeah, we got about eight minutes left. So, and I got to thank the sponsors again. Once again, shout out to I'm Daddy Apparel, DJ Baker. I'm wearing the product right now. On Sunday, I, I told him I would do a, 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 a wardrobe change, almost a costume change. So, I'll be wearing two different uh, pieces of I'm Daddy Apparel on Sunday. Looking at this paper, Salim, remember when I told you this? Remember when I told you that this draft is going to be extremely good for running backs still? In the grand scheme of things, we're going to have some crazy running backs come out of this draft. Do you remember who I said was going to be the best? Do you remember which running back I said was going to be the best out of this draft? My answer was Travis Etienne. Right now, his over-under is 33 and a half. I'm taking the over. 
and I still stand by what I said. He may be the best running back in this draft when it's all said and done. He may not get picked in the first 33 picks. Hmm. When you're not Saquon Barkley. I think Miami ends up with one of them. I, for sure. I think they get Najee. I do. I think Najee goes in the first round. I don't think that uh, Travis does. Bama 2.0. I'm telling you. I've, we mentioned this before. When you guys drafted Tua, Brian Flores, to build his program, I know we're look, talking talking about a franchise, but calling it a program, he comes from the New England fr- from the New England tree. To branch off and create Alabama 2.0? Brian Flores may deserve all types of, of, of awards and things on his mantle. The only other name that I would probably say uh, that I'm interested to see in this draft, of course, I've mentioned some wide receivers before, too. But um, I thought I saw a different name. Okay, maybe I didn't. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, I guess I don't see it for whatever reason. So, yeah, I guess I'm going to go ahead and go back to what I was saying. Terrence Marshall was the name that I mentioned earlier out of LSU. I think I mentioned it before. I mentioned uh, Joe Burrow's college years in that final season. Great numbers. I understand it. I'm not saying anything should be taken away from him. But I do think that we will go back in history and say that Joe Burrow played with four maybe five Hall of Famers. And we'll just we'll look back on that later. Um, Tyler, what you got? Man, um, based off what I've heard, I'd look out for Kadarius Tony. He was a teammate of Kyle Pitts. Um, and, like, um, some people are saying, like, he's going to be, like, there's. Some, I guess there was some behavior stuff that was going on early. I believe it was at Florida. Mm-hmm. But uh, everyone's saying that Tony, like, from what I've heard, if he can, like, whatever team gets him, if they can straighten his shit out, he's going to be really, really good. Do we know if he's coming to the NFL as a wide receiver or uh, technically a halfback? Because he, he lined up in the backfield a lot, even as a wide receiver. Do we know? He could be like Curtis Samuel, kind of doing a little bit of both. But um, he, Ted Ginn does that a lot, too. Tavon Austin. Yeah. I, that, that, that's a name I'd look out for. Just one. What you got, Celine? Sleeper pick, just a name that you want to mention. Uh, Sam Cosme is another one. Feel a need for somebody. Um, hey. I had one who was on a team. I don't know if he's on a team anymore. He was a leader in the NFL. I really thought he was going to go top five. Chris Peterson. It's escaping you. Do you, do you know which school he went to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All good. So, again, while you're looking that up, we, we've talked about some of our um, – Pre-Humphrey. 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 Okay, you got you, – maybe you – maybe I need to look at the uh, spelling of the name, but where is he – where did he play at? Uh, Trayvon Martin. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, Tyler mentioned something earlier, and I thought it was really, really interesting. Uh, we have moments now where we're watching players, and we're like, wow, now we're at that age where we're like, wow, we used to watch your father play. And in the NBA, I mean, we're watching Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean, we're watching uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. now. Yeah. Asante Samuel Jr. is in this draft. 
Does Philadelphia just go after him just cuz? <laughs> if I'm Philadelphia, I'm going after him, fam. That's what we're we're making this happen. Um, I think we're ready to get out of here, guys. Uh, it's been a great show. We only were able to get through the first ten picks. We kind of already know the way this show was gonna roll, so it shouldn't be too much of a shock to us. Um, my dad texted me something else right now. We shall see. Um, oh yeah, he said that Gregory, uh, Randy Gregory has no had no suspensions last year. He said he seems like he's a changed man and he has fresh legs. Um, yeah, man, I've already mentioned Trayvon Diggs before as well. The Cowboys definitely need some help. Still, I'm not sure where they need help on the defensive end aside from everywhere. So. <laughs> I don't know, man. You guys got a lot of picks to uh to Oh no no not I wasn't talking about you guys. Oh. I was talking about fans in general. I was about to say you guys have a lot of picks to 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 ponder until tomorrow. I think they like Tyler said, the draft officially starts at pick number three tomorrow. So yeah. we will we'll officially know where everybody stands and where everybody's uh positioning is gonna be moving forward after that. I'm telling you, man, Panesua. <laughs> Ridiculous. Until Wednesday, guys. Or Wednesday? Until Sunday, guys. Keep on talking. <laughs>